From the historic Loretto Abbey Chapel, with the kind cooperation of the Toronto Catholic District School Board, the National Catholic Broadcasting Council presents the Daily TV Mass. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, the friendship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. Welcome to the celebration of the daily televised Mass during this Church Unity Week. I am Father Michael Coots. The televising of this Mass is made possible by the contribution from three donors. The first is an anonymous donor from Etobicoke, Ontario, in loving memory of Patricia Milando, who died on the 25th of January, 2011, and for her deceased family members. May their souls and the souls of the faithful departed to the mercy of God rest in peace. Amen. The second is an anonymous donor from Mississauga, Ontario, and the third is Thomas from North Bay, Ontario, for the intentions of his family. Our thanks go to the donors for the gift of this Mass. As we celebrate this week of church unity, we pray for those who left the church in terms of the different Christian groups that branched off from the Catholic Church. But nowadays, I think we need to pray for the unity within its church itself when we have so many fractions and disagreements. So as we begin this Eucharist, let us ask the Lord to bind us together. You were sent to heal the contrite, Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. You came to call sinners, Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. You are seated at the right hand of the Father to intercede for us, Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. <clears throat> May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Let us pray. God, you who have united many nations in confessing your name, Grant, we pray, the grace to will and to do what you command, that the peoples called to your kingdom may be one in faith of their hearts and the homage of their deeds. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. <clears throat> A reading from the first book of Samuel. Saul took 3,000 chosen men out of all of Israel and went to look for David and his men in the direction of the rocks of the wild goats. He came to the sheepfolds beside the road where there was a cave, and Saul went in to relieve himself. Now David and his men were sitting in the innermost parts of the cave. The men of David said to him, Here is the day of which the Lord said to you, I will give you your enemy into your hand, and you shall do to him as it seems good to you. Then David went and stealthily cut off a corner of Saul's cloak. Afterward, David was stricken to the heart because he had cut off a corner of Saul's cloak. He said to his men, The Lord forbid that I should do this thing to my Lord, the Lord's anointed, to raise my hand against him, for he is the Lord's anointed. So David scolded his men severely and did not permit them to attack Saul. Then Saul got up and left the cave and went on his way. Afterwards, David also rose up and went out of the cave and called after Saul, my lord, the king. 
When Saul looked behind him, David bowed with his face to the ground and did obsessions. David said to Saul, Why do you listen to the words of those who say, David seeks to do you harm? This very day your eyes have seen how the Lord gave you into my hand in the cave, and some urged me to kill you, but I spared you. I said, I will not raise my hand against my Lord, for he is the Lord's anointed. See, my father, see the corner of your cloak in my hand, for by the fact that I cut off the corner of your cloak and did not kill you, you may know for certain that there is no wrong or treason in my hands. I have not sinned against you, though you are hunting me to take my life. May the Lord judge between me and you. May the Lord avenge me on you, but my hand shall not be against you. As the ancient proverb says, out of the wicked comes forth wickedness, but my hand shall not be against you. Against whom has the king of Israel come out? Whom do you pursue? A dead dog? A single flea? May the Lord therefore be the judge and give sentence between me and you. May he see to it and plead my case and vindicate me against you. When David had finished speaking these words to Saul, Saul said, Is this your voice, my son David? Saul lifted up his voice and wept. He said to David, You are more righteous than I, for you have repaid me good, whereas I have repaid you evil. Today you have explained how you have dealt well with me, in that you did not kill me when the Lord put me into your hands. For who has ever found an enemy and sent the enemy safely away? So may the Lord reward you with good for what you have done to me this day. Now I know that you surely that you shall surely be king, and that the kingdom of Israel shall be established in your hand. The word of the Lord.
with you and with your spirit. a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus went up the mountain and called to them to him those he wanted and they came to him and he appointed 12 whom he also named apostles apostles to be with him and to be sent out to proclaim the message and to have authority to cast out demons. So Jesus appointed the 12, Simon, to whom he gave the name Peter, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, the brother of James, to whom he gave the name Boanerges, that is, the sons of thunder, and Andrew and Philip and Bartholomew and Matthew, and Thomas and James, the son of Alphaeus and Thaddeus, and Simon the zealot, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. David said to his soldiers, God forbid that I should ever harm God's anointed. David was running away from Saul who tried to persecute him. Saul was in his hands, his own enemy. He should have killed him. But no, Saul was the anointed. Whether he was good or bad, that was totally immaterial. At this moment, he was anointed, and David would not raise his hand against him. In the gospel today, Jesus appoints 12, and today we have Pope Francis, a successor of those 12. He too is God's anointed. Pope Francis has been a breath of fresh air to so many people within the church and also outside the church. Pope John Paul XXIII was said when he opened the Vatican Council that he opened windows to let fresh air come in. Those windows were shut again, and Pope Francis has opened it up again. And what has Pope Francis done? Pope Francis has done the very thing that Jesus did. He moved about with Jesus moved about with tax collectors and sinners, and he was scorned upon by the scribes and Pharisees. Pope Francis moves about with the voiceless, the marginalized, the refugee, the immigrant, the outsiders within the church, and even those who are, do not belong to the church. He'll wash their feet in prison. And he has proved to be a thorn in the side of the scribes and Pharisees of 2023. They looked to Paul, Pope Francis and said, what do you think you are doing? Pope Francis has become a thorn in the flesh. You know, but the point is that when Pope, when pope Francis was elected pope, these same cardinals who are finding him a thorn in the flesh, many of them 
all of them came up to him, respected him, promised to obey, and to pray for him. Now, Pope Francis did not want yes men around him. If you looked at the way he was the bishop in Argentina, he enjoyed challenges. He enjoyed people who would come and show different views from what he did. And Pope Francis wants that today. But we can do that by showing respect the same way David showed respect for Saul. You know, it would be totally arrogant on my part if I believe that the Holy Spirit came down on me and gave me all the answers and Pope Francis was wrong and the Holy Spirit didn't come down on him. Where would I get this chutzpah? Where would I get this arrogance? Where would I get this humility? It is totally unbelievable. And yet, Pope Francis says, as Jesus said, in my house there are many mansions. And I believe that it is not those mansions only in heaven, but there are also mansions on earth. There are castles and favelas. There are manor houses and shanty towns. There are igloos and huts with banana leaves on it. And so there are people living in all these different houses, people of different colors, different race, different ways of looking. But they all look at Jesus on the cross. They look at it from a different point of view. We need to respect, to honor, and to love these different views. We cannot have them all looking only from my point of view and considering all the others as being mistakes in society. When Jesus chose the apostles, he didn't choose the best of the people that he saw around them. He chose them from within the faith community. Probably there's only one in that whole group that was literate, and that would be Matthew. But he chose fishermen, he chose tax collectors, he chose people who just looked at him and said, what good can come out of you? And yet Jesus chose them. Jesus did not choose those who were qualified, but he qualified those whom he chose. And that is what's very important for us today. As we face Pope Francis, he is God's anointed, and we have to show to him that same respect that David showed to Paul, to Saul. David was a shepherd. David realized that he had his enemy in his power, and yet David had that respect. He himself would become king one day, but he had respect for this man, even though he did not live up to the expectations of what the what a what a king should live up to. He was the one who was given into moods. He was one who uh, destroyed people, and yet he was God's anointed. And so also now as we pray with Pope Francis and pray for Pope Francis, I need to give him that respect, that honor, and that dignity, because in doing so, I give it to Christ himself. Pope Francis enjoys being challenged. And that is what our church is all about. We are not a democracy. We are a group on a journey, a synod. Some go very fast, some go very slow. I can be irritated with those who are fast. I can be angry with those who are slow and say, come on, hurry up. And then I realize that these are the same people like I have in my own family. 
And in spite of getting irritated with them, I love them and I hold them dear to my heart. And that is the way I hold my church. That is the way I hold my priests, my bishops, and Pope Francis. Let us pray for him. God bless you all. As we pray together, let us pray for all those in our daily televised mass prayer intention book, for their faith in God and for their health. We pray to the Lord. In a month dedicated to the holy name of Jesus, we pray as a community of faith that his name will bring peace and reconciliation to families and the world. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our For our sponsors today, that the Lord may bless them and keep them in good health, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our Loving God, receive these prayers that we make through Christ our Lord. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord, God of all creation, for through your goodness we have this bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands. It will become for us the bread of life. Blessed be God forever. Blessed are you, Lord, God of all creation, for through your goodness, we have this wine we offer you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become for us our spiritual drink. Blessed be God forever. Lord God, be pleased to accept these gifts that we offer to you with humble and with contrite heart. Pray, my sisters, my brothers, that this, our sacrifice, be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept for the praise of the Lord God's name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. Celebrating the memorial of our salvation, we humbly beseech your mercy, O Lord, that this sacrament of your loving kindness may be for us a sign of unity and a bond of charity. We make this prayer through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere, to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, almighty and eternal God. For in goodness you created us, in mercy you redeemed, in, when we were justly condemned, in mercy you redeemed us through Christ our Lord. Through him the angels praise your majesty, dominions adore and powers tremble before you. Heaven and the virtues of heaven and the blessed seraphim worship together with exaltation. May our voices join with theirs as in humble adoration we acclaim.
You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving you thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity together with Francis our Pope, Francis our Bishop, the bishops across Canada, all the clergy, and the entire people of God. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection, and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the blessed apostles, and with all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him, with him, and in him, O God Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Amen. 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 At the Savior's command and formed by divine teaching, we now dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, 
but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our day, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin, safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. Peace of the Lord be with you always. And with your spirit. Let us share with one another a sign of this peace and friendship. <laughs> of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those who are called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. May the body and blood of Christ bring us and all our dear ones unto life everlasting. Please join me now in this act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in this holy sacrament of the altar. I love you above all things, and I passionately desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come spiritually into my soul so that I may unite myself wholly to you, now and forever. Amen. Let us pray. Pour out on us, O Lord, the spirit of your love, and in your kindness make those who believe in you one in mind and heart by the power of this sacrifice through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in the peace of Christ to love and serve the Lord and one another. Thanks be to God. Our thanks to our donors for the gift of this Mass.